0: Welcome to the Coach and the Therapist podcast, where we discuss solutions to life's problems from two different, though related, perspectives.
1: Each week, we pick a topic such as anxiety, depression, or weight loss, and offer our views based on our training, background, and experience.
0: We appreciate you taking the time to listen to, share, and subscribe to this podcast. For more information, head to my website at vanessachristiansen.com. Hi welcome back and today we're going to be talking about uh, goals and why they're important why we should have them and then uh, we'll also kind of walk away with a few tips on what to do to actually create goals.
1: Yeah we talked about thoughts behaviors and emotions and then we also covered uh, resentment as an emotion but we figured that it'd probably be good for us to talk about a little bit of a broader topic uh, while us being a bit specific around the idea of just goals and goal setting and why we do that and how that can be uh, something that we are more deliberate about.
0: Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess th- we'll first start off with, like, what's a goal? You know, a goal is something that you'd like to achieve um, or you'd like to... Um, in the future sense, right? That you're actually maybe not doing now or you like to produce something that is yet yet not produced.
1: Yeah, I was talking about it as like a desired state. So there's oh. there's what you are, there's what's going on, but there's also a desired state. There's a desired circumstance or situation or a, a, a place that you'd like to be in your life that you envision and you you actually, I mean, some people even talk a little bit about like dreams, but there's a bit of a difference between dreams and goals. Are you going to get into that? Oh, nice. You saw my face,
0: right? What? <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually, I think there's a big difference between how we approach goals um, and our thoughts obviously can either be hurtful towards our goals or, like, actually be helpful in dreaming and, like, actually help us in our goals. So I think of uh, a lot of times when we talk about dreams, it's like, oh, this is my dream and so but we don't really have like action plans tied to it we just kind of talk about broadly sometimes we even have a negative connotation to a dream in the sense of like this is my dream and then most people are like yeah so how are you going to achieve that you know and it's like usually like yeah that's a nice dream good luck so it's kind of like a negative thing um and um but i think goals in general like can be approached one way or another so usually Um, what we normally do, I, I, um, I'm going to use kind of like the weight loss as a goal, you know, um, uh, that's just one that I thought of like off the top of my head. Um, when we approach the goal of like, say, okay, I want to weigh this much, or, you know, I want to see this number on, Um, the scale. It's very tangible, you know, Um, or you can just say like, I just don't want to weigh this much anymore. I want to be less uh, weight, right? Um, Usually we approach it as um, that goal starting as a state of, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, I don't like this and I want to change it. So notice how it's much more of a negative um, thought there, which is like, I you know, usually the thoughts around that is, I don't like what's happening right now. I don't like what I'm doing right now. I don't like the weight that I am. So therefore, I want to be thinner. And so um, it kind of comes along with like, it's almost like a hateful sort of goal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, You're you're talking a little bit about the recognition of the current state and that it's a That it's an undesirable current state. Yeah. Oh, you're bringing
0: it back to that desire. state Well, I'm just looking
1: at like where goals come from. Yeah. Goals come from a recognition that you're not at a place that you want to be.
0: Right. But, or it could just be like the possibility of like, I would love to have that goal. I would love to have that outcome. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I don't want to be where I'm at right now. It could just be like, okay, this is where I'm at. But actually, this is where I would like to be. And that's what I'm saying the two differences of goal setting.
1: Well, it introduces a whole uh, complex phenomenon in our lives, right? Of like, how do you be happy where you're at while also striving for it, achieving, trying to achieve more?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of people, especially like, let's bring it back to this weight loss is, well, if I love my body now, then why would I want to change it? what I'm saying is like if you love your body you're actually going to be changing things anyway like if you love your body you're going to actually want to be at a healthier state you're going to want to actually feed it certain things you're going to want to know what how much fuel you actually need instead of like just going and eating whatever you want and doing whatever you want kind of thing so for me um naturally i feel the reason why we should be setting goals is because naturally our mind if we just let it run amok it's like a unsupervised toddler (laughs) right i would be like i want to eat whatever i want especially chocolate like chocolate cake i'm bringing back the chocolate cake again here (laughs) but um i would eat chocolate cake whenever i want to and however i want to just because i would be like whatever that's what i want or i would also just sort of be able to sit down and watch romantic comedies all day long because I want to and that's, you know, because I just want to do those things. Um, if I didn't have any um, achievements that I wanted to, to have in my life or um, like basically having any, any sort of goals um, and if I just was in my natural state of right now, and, like, didn't actually care about anything, like, I would just do whatever I want and just basically have, a, have act like an unsupervised toddler.
1: <laughs> yeah, and there's and there's, uh, there's something to be said for that. I mean, I, I just keep thinking as we're talking that there's two kinds of ways of looking at it. One is that goal setting, and we're kind of talking about, like, why do you set goals? So we talked a little bit about, like, where what are goals, where do they come from? Their genesis usually comes from a recognition that where you're at is where you don't want to be. You like to be somewhere else. But then there's also like the idea of what what are goals for and what do they do for us? So you can look at them and say like, well, we actually know pretty well that people that have goals that have direction, that are productive, have better self-esteem. They like themselves more. They enjoy life more and they, and they just feel better in general. Okay. So it's good to have goals because it can be productive. There's also another school of thought, though, which would say like, well, being too driven and too goal oriented and too focused on the future makes you not really live in the present. So you gotta be a little bit careful with those two different things, and I don't think that they have. It has to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. I think you can kind of see both of them at the same time. You can enjoy where you're at, but also have a vision of where you want to go in your future. And that's why goals are important, is because it does provide that sense of direction, while also not inhibiting you from enjoying the life that you have right now.
0: Yeah, and so um, I believe that. Um, I I also believe that. Um, if we didn't have goals or things that we wanted to achieve um we would just sort of kind of just not really do many things and i think um uh when we think about goals um sometimes some people think of it as like a negative thing of like why are you trying to take me out of like what i'm dealing with right now um and so i you know that's just i i don't want to actually like Think about that, um, and so it's kind of like stressful, um, and also sometimes like I know that we've talked about this to our kids. It's like, where do you want to be in five years? And they're like, what? <laughs> and so um, that's what I mean is like, you know, actually having those conversations, even with yourself. Like, what do you want in five years? Where do you want to be in five years? What do you want to like? Um, what do you want to accomplish in five years? what about like next month have you thought about that usually we spend so much time of like of just like like running through our just making it through our daily life that um sometimes we don't actually realize that you know actually setting goals is gives us a structure that's actually can actually bring joy um from within right because joy is like something of the things that come from within. And I, I think that having goals and achievements can actually, um, like you said, bring some self-esteem and things like that. If you're doing it from a place of, I really like myself, but I'd like to accomplish a few things, right?
1: Yeah, and part of this comes because of the idea that when it comes to goal setting, it's not always about the achievement that that we're really going to want to focus. It's not always on that Outcome that you're really looking for. Right. So when I talk to people like that run businesses and that have developed businesses, and they always they always tell me the same thing is that they'll set the goal for the business to be a certain, you know, a certain level, have a balance sheet that looks a certain way, or a profit and loss statement. And when the when the balance statement or the profit and loss statement looks that way, that's not the moment of the most happiness or the most joy or or whatever it may be. It's actually all of the things that they do to get to that moment. Yeah you know, the, the process of achieving a goal right. is actually what is more satisfying. And then if it's something that's actually tangible, like you'd like to acquire a skill or an ability, then you can have a lot of joy in the doing of that skill. Like, mm-hmm. let's say that you really, you look at it and you say, like, well, I really would like to learn how to do like whitewater rafting. Right. Well, once you learn how to do it, then there is a lot of joy in doing that as well. Right. But the process of it can be an important piece of the, the puzzle as well. Like just the process of achieving a goal.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's where I keep coming back with like how we think about our goal is very important. And it's uh, along the lines of if you're doing it out of like I absolutely hate where I'm at and I want something different. Um, I hate my body or I hate my business or I hate something and I want something different. Um, That's still going to be the driving that's going to be, if that's the first, if that's the, if that's a driving emotion, like it's, it's going to be hard to continue on and to, you're not going to enjoy it at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and especially when there's, as we both know, um, achieving goals is never just linear up. It's definitely lots of ups and A lot of downs um, in the process. And so um, our thoughts during the process is actually super important than um, just the goal in itself. Um, Goals are great to have because it does give us a um, something to look forward to and gives us structure like I mentioned it gives us structure and also when we are when we have a goal then we have like the opportunity to create an action plan right and like things that you're going to be doing and, and according but if you are absolutely miserable during the whole entire time we, we really need to pay attention to what we're thinking during the whole process is it you know that's that's what I mean when when it matters with our thoughts what do you think about that
1: yeah no I I, I agree with the idea and, and the concept um, it just makes me think of uh, a process that I used to talk to people about I'm doing this from the top of my head so I may forget a step here but when it comes to like achieving goals and trying to have it be a a process that is sustainable I used to talk to people about like the idea of like starting from a place of, of brutal self honesty like I And you got to keep in mind too, like in the therapy world, we're oftentimes setting goals and dealing with things around like issues of actual deep unhappiness. Right. You know, like I I have a mental disorder and I am being impaired by it. I don't want to be impaired by it anymore. Yep. So, and a lot of times when people are in that sort of situation, like we we lie to ourselves and say like, no, like it's, it's not my fault or there's nothing I can do about it. And like all kinds of things that excuse us from having to actually work on it. Yeah. So I talk to people about a process where... Like you have to start with brutal self-honesty, you know, just, I'm going to just be very clear and assess myself in a way that is just very open and honest. Right. So I know exactly where I am. Mm-hmm. And then the second step of that is that you have to have self-compassion and say, like, like there's a reason why I am the way I am. And yeah, I'm not a bad person. I'm a good person. And yep. I, I can try. And then you have to make a firm, 100% commitment to make a change. Right. Then after that, then we make the effort, yeah. and then this is usually people go like, I've tried all that, <laughs> and, and I say like, and then you have to fail, right. like because it's you're 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 not going to just be able to like make this change automatically, and then when you fail, you have to like start over, have self compassion, be honest with yourself, make the firm determination to change, and then what happens is that over time, people incrementally improve because every time they put in that effort, they get a little bit better, right. So there's this process that people have to go through if they really want to achieve their goals, which starts um, with the idea of like, you know, there's a reason why I am the way I am. And this is probably farther, there's probably more to this that we can really get into in this podcast, but, or at least this episode, but really like you are the way you are for a reason. Right. You know, there's either, there's either history or, um, you know, biological functioning, like there's things that make us the way that we are. Right. And until you have compassion for those things and understand that there's a reason why you are the way you are and that it's not because you are hopeless, helpless, or incompetent. It's really hard to get past that because whatever that reason in is will keep pushing and trying to prove its point
0: mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: until you give in. Well, if you actually just acknowledge the point, mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier to get past it and actually work with it. Yep. So it starts with that self-compassion then the firm determination to make the change.
0: Yeah, so um, exactly. So I just use different terminology when I talk to clients. It's, we definitely start off first with, tell me how you think. <laughs> just tell me what you're thinking. And so we first work on uh, acknowledging, understanding facts from the thoughts and how those thoughts are are creating the life that, that we have. And, um, and, and the feelings that we we end up are feeling. And so um, first, actually, that's the part where we, the brutally honest thing is like, you know, a lot of our, a lot of the things that we have going on is, um, yeah, there are circumstances that you can't change, like mental illness, that is something like, that is like a diagnosis of depression, that is something that you cannot change. Um, I mean obviously there's lots of things that you can do.
1: Yeah, you can you can treat it. Um, You can't just snap yourself out of it.
0: Right, exactly. But like let's say that they have done therapy, they've been diagnosed, and also they've taken medication or taken steps of treatment and along those lines. Now with that, then like saying, all right, so how do you talk to yourself? right? How do you talk to yourself? How do you view things? How are you, um, you know, how, are are, you know, are you blaming outside uh, things from yourself all the time? Um, You know, just sort of like being brutally honest. And actually, so what I do is I spend most of my first part of, of my, um, you know, of our time together as a client is actually really just showing them their mind, right? And how, um, how they talk to themselves, um, how they talk about um, and how they view things um, is, is where we first need to start, right? And so um, that's where I spend a lot of time. <laughs> I spend a lot of time with that and uh, what's really interesting is that when they open up and they see how um, their thoughts are actually a huge part of like this process um, is that they have this well some of them have this sense of like what the crap (laughs) and other other individuals like yes okay all right so i now have this empowerment of i can create things i can create things i can do things and i can actually bring back control, all this control that I was giving out to other entities, right? Saying that it's all their fault, and actually bringing it back and saying like, no, I am empowered. I am able to accomplish things within my control, th- those things. But it does give this sense of compassion, which is the human experience, right? Things are good and they're bad, right? There, There's not just all success there's not just all failure there is a there is a, a combination of the two and so being able to be aware that um, life is up and down but to that you are empowered to continue through it gives this sense of, um, of, of empowerment right it it brings back some of the control that we've been given out to just this universe of like things just happened to me but then it's like more of a but i can actually create things as well so having that compassion though takes some time because um I, i the best way that i can explain it is that people are like oh but you do this and this it's like yes but i'm also a hot mess and this and this and guess what it's okay because I'm a hot mess and I'm also organized sometimes. (laughs) It's not just one or the other. And that's the thing is like, the goal isn't going to be all just linear moving forward. It's going to be hot mess. It's going to be great in certain places and things like that. And that's just the human experience. And also I'm going to do it the best that I can, which is half hot mess, half organized, right?
1: Yeah, and that's the biggest challenge that I have in working with people is just getting them to actually acknowledge and recognize that there is the possibility of change, that their thinking can be different, that that more positive thinking can actually result in, in uh, improvements. Yeah. The reason why people experience this is because this isn't the first time that they have tried. Right. You know, like, yep. they have evidence of repeated failure over and over again, mm-hmm. and then they come to me and they're like, no, 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 like, you're actually wrong. Uh-huh. Because I have tried so many times to change, and I've never been able to actually change. Okay. Usually when I, when I encounter that in people, what I find is that what they've done is that they've basically set up a, a lofty goal of what, what they want to accomplish and what, what success means. And then they try to achieve that in the first pass. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I want to be really good with people. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's so like, I want to be really social. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll learn a little bit about being social. I'll go out and I compare myself to everybody else. I look at what I did and it's not it's not the outcome that I want. And because of that, then they go like, see, I'll never achieve this and therefore I can't do it. Right. A lot of times when I actually deal with that, and I'm sure there's some perspectives on this that you could offer as well, is that I'll look at them and say, well, one of the reasons that you failed is because you tried to eat the whole elephant. You know, like you, you can't eat an elephant in one bite. Right. If you're going to really change or you're going to try to achieve a goal, you have to like take it one step at a time. Right. And be able to like tackle each of those things. And you'll have ups and downs even in those smaller items or those smaller bites. Right. But even with that, that's how we achieve. And, and so a lot of times people's failures are actually a misconception in saying, I failed entirely, when in reality, they just tried to bite off more than they could chew.
0: Well, a lot of times I feel like those individuals who have said, well, I've tried and I've failed, is that it's they make it mean that they're a failure. Like, it's not that they tried something, didn't learn, or tried something and did learn, you know? Like, it's like, okay, so that didn't work, so what's next, you know, kind of thing, as opposed to, um, but the other part, the thing that I like to highlight is, what we look for, we find evidence for. So, what they might be missing is that they do actually have some success, it's just that though they're not looking for the successes, they're only looking for the failures.
1: Yeah, if there's like fifteen steps to success, they'll nail like one through five. Right. But because six through fifteen didn't go well. Right. Oh, one through fifteen was awful.
0: Right.
1: That's the way that people tend to look at it.
0: Yeah, and so and the idea is that with everything is that it's never just going to you're going to succeed the first time you try. Right? Sometimes yes. Amazing what the yay you know but uh, the idea is um, that you know you ask anyone who has found something that works like ask any engineer (laughs) ask any scientist if they were to just say like okay well I'm a failure and like you know it and they quit because it didn't work three times. Well, actually when you talk to the scientist or the 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 engineer, the one who is like actively working to try to figure something out until it actually works is like you actually find out that it takes them like 50, 60, 70, 100, you know, t- tries of different things to find different outcomes that actually keep moving forward.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the old Thomas Edison exper- experiment. Yeah. Uh, he he Somebody, he failed like a thousand times in order to be able to invent the light bulb. Yeah. And he used over 10,000 materials. I mean, an incredible amount of failure. Mm -hmm. But somebody asked him, they're like, well, he failed like a thousand times. He says, I didn't fail a thousand times. I got closer a thousand times. Right. You know, every time that he experienced what would be labeled a a failure, you know, he was actually just learning how to get closer to what his end goal was.
0: Right. So I think then really uh, for goals, again, to bring it back to where we were first starting off with is like that compassion for ourselves of knowing that you're not the failure. It's part of the process to fail. And when we actually are saying, when we go back to like, okay, well, I've tried all these things and it didn't work. It's like, okay, yet, right? Mm -hmm. Like it hasn't worked yet, but let's try other things. Like, let's just say... There's these things, but of course now you're, you're giving me the look of like, but experience.
1: <laughs> no, I was actually saying, like, usually I can find where where the person went off the rails. Uh-huh. You know, like what what it was. In fact, another book I was listening to recently was talking about the idea that most people that that are unsuccessful just haven't failed enough. Mm-hmm. You know that they yep. that they haven't actually taken the lessons from failure to become successful. Yeah. So it's not it's not necessarily that uh, you know that you can't achieve it or that people just feel overwhelmed or awful or. Those things that we should just like accept that as the state. It's right. more of just saying like, look, the the state is being misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. Your state of failure is the seed of success. Like you just you just see it as the the plant. Mm-hmm. I'm using like a seed analogy now, <laughs> but, like, but like you know you you see it as the end, but in reality it's just the seeds of the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why again the idea of dreaming is like it just has possibilities versus being stuck with well it didn't work in the past right so like if you are if you are past focused you're going to continue to create what you started off in the past right and which will continue to kind of keep you in a box and kind of keep you stuck in that past now if you change it to like, all right, just, it usually opens up for my clients is like, okay, just dream about unicorns. Tell me what, just tell me, give it to me. You know, I don't care. This is, we're just dreaming. Just give me a dream. And then they'll open up and just say this, this, and this. And it's like, all right, so let's just act from our future self. Like you've achieved it. Give me some of the things that you, that led you there. And then all of a sudden the mind is like, Okay, well, there's no harm in like, I mean, seriously. You know? Yeah, because of the future, right?
1: Otherwise, you're constricting yourself. Yeah. And saying, like, it's impossible, it's not ever going to happen. And, and that is a thought that just, that's just limiting.
0: Right. So. One of the things, next, after we reach from compassion, right, and we we realize that the human experience is to experience good and bad, trials and joy, right, and and just knowing that, and also knowing that that does not reflect everything about you. It just reflects part of the journey. It's just part of the movie. It's just part of, like, it's part of the steps, and it doesn't need to end right there right? Um, it just, it's just a continuation, right? And it's still going forward. Um, is that um, just instead of like being so past focused, and this is probably where there's a big difference between therapists and life coaches, is that I don't, I don't really want you to focus on your past. I want you to focus on right now And then what is the future looking for you like like what do you want for your future and let's move from that future backwards and just let's like give it a try like you know what i mean so um a lot of times when we speak you know we talk about past traumas past experiences and stuff like that and so um sometimes i bring up with our with my client it's like okay we're doing fat we're doing past focus right now let's 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 like actually look to the future instead let's 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 look to the future let's see what possibilities are possible and let's like leave that past that box that's right there let's jump out of it let's start right here let's just dream big and let's just try something different and that's when we actually see that the brain when you actually physically take it out of that box and just say like let's just think a different way what are some of the things that we can think of what are other ways to think about this because of our like just the future possibilities
1: yeah so when it comes to uh when it comes to goals and goal setting and and achievement something I'm always trying to tell people is that a very helpful thought is that you do want to see the end from the beginning Mm -hmm. but then you don't want to ever worry about the end again until you get there Mm -hmm. so like let's say that uh, I want to be I don't know really good at public speaking Mm-hmm. Like I need to know what a good public speaker looks like, mm-hmm. and I need to actually know what that, what that would, what that would be like for a person, so that I know where I'm headed. Mm-hmm. The mo- the problem most people have is that they can't actually then back up from that and just stay with the small stuff. Mm-hmm. They look okay. at and they say the gap between where I'm at and where I want to be is so big that I'll never be able to right. overcome that. Right. So it's really hard for people, but you have to kind of help them to say like, yes, we we want to know what the end looks like so we know where we're going. Right we also want to, like, not worry about that again. Right. You know, just, just worrying about the next little thing. So what, what we always want to do is, like, break it down into much smaller steps so that people can have confidence and feel good that they can actually achieve something. Right. I've had people before who were saying, like, well, I really want to, you know, get better at taking care of my house. Mm-hmm. And I've broken it down to, like, I just want you to go outside and look at the lawnmower. <laughs> you know, like, I know you're saying you got to mow your lawn. Yeah. But when we talk about mowing your lawn, you get so depressed and downtrodden right. that... You're never going to mow your lawn, right? Can you go look at your lawn mower? Yeah, you know, unless like, well, I can do that. I think I can accomplish that. Yeah, and they they actually go and do it, and they go like, oh my gosh, like I'm successful. I feel good. <laughs> and then we just go to the next thing, and like, okay, can you just pull the cord on it? Mm-hmm. You know, and just just try to start it, and then we go from there. But like, the thing is, is that people have a really hard time going like, but I didn't mow the lawn.
0: Uh-huh.
1: All right. Well, you haven't mowed the lawn in six years. Right. You know, it's getting pretty gross out there. Like, <laughs> you haven't mowed the lawn in six years. It's like, let's not worry about that. Right. Let's just worry about these little steps. And if I can get people to actually do that uh-huh. and then just worry about the little steps that they're taking, they mow the lawn within a few weeks. You know, they get to that point where yeah. they can actually achieve things. So something I found to be really helpful for people is just trying to break it down into smaller steps. Yep and get them to only focus on the smaller steps even though they can have the big picture in the back of their mind.
0: Yep, yeah, so again, it's it's that thing of like starting out right there, what can you do right now, you know? And so the idea, um, w- the approach that I like to do is where I go from like, okay, that's what it is, your future self, these are the things that you did, right? These are, these are the things that you did and um, these are the results that you have in order to get to that end goal right and so we then break down those results and go like okay well what do you need to do in order to you know do this thing right well let's break that down so yes so you take the bigger results and then you break those down and you break those down and you break those down to just where you are right now so what's your first step okay we broke it down from like this starting end goal right and then we all the way back here. So as a life coach, my, my part of this is to help you continue on that journey slowly and your thoughts about that journey, right? And so how are these thoughts helpful or how are they like actually not helpful in, 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 you're talking to yourself or about the situation and things like that so that's where we keep um, it's almost like this little cycle of like every every week we continue to do the cycle of like all right look this is what we've done this is amazing or like all right this is what we did we didn't do what are you thinking about the things that you did do what you didn't do and so we break those things down and then we continue to like okay again so we passed this week Okay, so now we move into this next week into this goal, right? And so we keep moving forward. We don't, we just, I don't really bring up that end goal as much, especially when we're just doing, uh, I'm more like just teaching them on how to um, think about their goal, uh, the way that their thought actually is part of that is actually a huge part of that process. And so um, they end up by the end of it doing it on their own slowly, you know? And my whole part is to guide them the first part of it and then eventually they continue to do those things um, on their own because I teach them um, that whole process. A lot of times we tend to like focus on the action things and as a coach, my whole thing is like, I want you to actually know and pay attention what you're thinking and feeling because those things are the things that drive your actions, right? It will either keep them going or not going. And so my goal is to every single week just show them their mind, show them how it's working, and then how to bring it back.
1: Yeah, I think one, one last thing that I would mention on, on goals and, and goal achievement is that people tend to do much better when they really focus on the process as opposed to that outcome. Yeah. Um, because the outcome sometimes changes. Yeah. You know, like I, like I wanted to be a university professor. That was all I really wanted to do. That was the whole reason I went to graduate school. But after a certain number of years of being a university professor and, and preparing for that and doing everything I could to achieve that, I found that that wasn't where I wanted to end up. Yeah. And so a new, a new destination became yeah. appealing to me, and I moved towards that. Yeah. So if I would have said, like, well, if I become a university, university professor and that's the end, and therefore I will be happy if I achieve that and turned out to not make me very happy, right. I'd be really, really disappointed. Right. But if I see it as like, oh, you know, this process of becoming a university professor actually was important mm-hmm. in preparing me for this next step in my life, Yeah. then it, it provides more of a kind of overall meaning to the path that I'm on. Yeah. And sometimes even you don't end up doing that. Like, I, I didn't end up becoming a university professor until I had taken two or three detours. Right. And I, I enjoyed those detours as well. So a lot of times people get caught up saying... If I don't have this final outcome, then the whole process was a waste. Right. But the reality is that that process prepares you yeah. for great things to come, even if it's not the outcome that you originally envisioned.
0: Yeah, so now bringing it back to my original my original thing was, uh, with uh, weight loss, right? If you just love your body, right? If you're compassionate to yourself, and it's because you want to be, uh, the goal is to love your body, but then to continue to have a different outcome of like how you're eating and things like that Um, eventually that number is just a number on the scale but the outcome then opens up the goal opens up to other things maybe you run uh, 5k and that's like pretty awesome you know or um, maybe you um, have better I don't even know like just your blood uh, cholesterol goes down just put two things together but your cholesterol goes down or your blood pressure goes down those are those are those are like you know things that happen because of the compassion that you have and also the the goal of just getting like uh of the changing your your weight to a different to a different number on the scale so even though you reach that number if you did it from like i'll be happy if i'm this number then what we usually find especially with like what you just mentioned with business is oh that's my goal but now I'm not happy and I thought I was going to be happy that's disappointing or if it's just part of the journey same thing with the number on that scale I'll be happy if I'm this number but what we've realized is that if you're not happy now like and you're not having compassion for you now like when you reach that goal It's not really it might be quick like a oh yay I've made that number, but then you're also then living in fear of like not being that number, right? So um, Having compassion for the process and then knowing that that goal is a really good thing to have because it gives us structure and and um, and focus and supervision of our mind and in progressing um that when we actually achieve that goal or it's like a version of that goal or it even leads us to another goal things like that it's still good for us and we're still actually um progressing
1: yeah sometimes the process is more important than the outcome
0: yeah yep yeah
1: well so thank you so much for listening today that's uh we probably have have uh, warped your minds enough for one day (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, we'll, uh, we'll come up with uh, some more topics and we'll continue this on next week.
0: Thanks, you guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. And if you want to learn more about life coaching, you can reach me at vanessachristensen.com um, on the tab of life coaching. Um, and I know that I'm also a quilter, so that's also a website for all my fabric and um, quilting type patterns. Uh, but there is a section on there for um, life coaching. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.